Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's make sure Todd is there. Can you can, hear me? Can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. So we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about breast cancer and mammography. Mammogram. That's what we talked about. Breast cancer and mammogram. Okay, so let's get this party started. Uh, let me see here. Since everybody want to be can you still hear me Oh, you can hear me, right? I can hear you, yes. Okay, yeah, I the wrong button. Let me see here. You hear that music? Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about breast cancer mammography. Everybody, uh, 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 what do you think, you know, what do you think most important for women when it comes to breast cancer and mammograms? I mean, if you were going to help someone, what, what would, how would you do that? You're asking me that question. Well, the first thing I would tell people, if they're if they're worried about breast cancer, is to take preventative measures. Which means, don't wait until you get breast cancer. To address breast breast cancer. Okay, so so preventative measures. Uh, I know people understand what that is, but I don't think people think that's a thing. Because remember, remember now, before you became wise to herbs, you didn't do preventative measures for anything. Would you agree? They do, they do preventative measures for stuff like their car. They change their oil. No, they don't. They don't do that for preventative. They do that because they were told to do that. They don't do that because they they think it's going to keep the motor longer or make the motor longer last longer. I don't think the average person really considers prevention in any form until they become, until they have an understanding of what it really is. I mean, we're talking about human body. Is that your phone, Doc? Yes, somebody's chiming in, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think, I think people are only think about prevention when they learn that it actually exists. Because out the door, you don't know that prevention exists. I mean, you have to give thought to prevention because now you're doing things to prevent something from happening. That means you must consciously know that it exists, understand it, and then execute it. When it comes to the human body, people don't think that they're going they're not going to get cancer when they're young, especially when they're young. And even when they get old and have a problem, they're not taught prevention. They're taught management, medication. So for anybody who 
is faced with breast cancer or any other form of cancer, don't know that they have better options than medicine. They think medicine is the only and best option. That's why they run to the doctor first. Agree or disagree? I agree. Okay, so, so now, that being said, anybody listening who has breast cancer or any form of cancer, we're talking about breast cancer mammogram today, if, if, if you you got to, prevention is better than remedy or cure. If you go get a mammogram and it hurts you to do it, that doesn't make any sense to me. A mammogram hurts. It, it, it's not a comfortable task. But the fact that it hurts means something's wrong with it. Name something else you go do for prevention and it hurts. Name anything. How about um, vaccination shots? Doesn't hurt. It's a needle. It's a pin. But wait a minute. Don't go down that road. Hey, Tom, don't go down that road because that's a bad thing too. <laughs> Shit. That's, that's just as bad as mammogram, if you ask me. Okay. Because not because you use the complicated words, because why would you go and get a disease put in you for your body to fight it off when you don't have the disease? That's, you, a, topic. You know, that's a topic huh? for, that's, that's a good topic for another uh, podcast. Thank you. Okay, so you can't use vaccination as a, something that hurts someone for prevention. Can't use that one. You got to give me something else. Okay. Even even okay when we go get tested for tech, tech, you know how you make your cough. Put your hand under your your gonads and make your cough. That don't hurt. That don't hurt. No. I'm just trying to think of something that they do to you to test you for something without it hurting or with it hurting, with it hurting you. There is nothing. So mammograms is by far the worst thing a woman can get for the detection of something that she may or may not have. So I don't recommend a mammogram. I wouldn't recommend it. And there are doctors on YouTube who say the same thing. They don't recommend mammograms. It makes no sense. But it's always up to the individual. All we say is look at all your options. Prevention is better than remedy or cure. Right. So as herbalists, you know, and this is just our opinion. You know, this isn't, this isn't, we're not giving medical advice. This is just our opinion. We give our, we give our opinion based on nature, based on, you know, uh, uh, what herbs actually do. And I think I, I want to like to add this to this, to this. I don't, people don't realize that herbs are the only means by which the human body can get minerals or nutrients. You can't consume enough of any food to get the actual amount of minerals and nutrients you need on a daily basis. It's impossible. It's probably impossible. So with that thought in mind, the only way to get the minerals and nutrients that you actually need that is going to help your body keep you well, heal itself, repair your DNA is through herbs, through plants. Now, but people aren't taught this. So a person with cancer any form of breast cancer, don't realize that there are plants that will eradicate breast cancer out of the human body. And I didn't make this up. 
this is not my opinion or my idea. You know, this is just based on research and study. And there's proof. You know, you don't need, you know, how they come at you. You don't need, uh, 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 you don't need medical research for proof. How does medical research relate to herbal proof? Remember, herbs were here before man. Medicine wasn't. Man is some medicine is something man created. And the sad part of that is when you go to your doctor who is serving you that poison, he didn't create it. Right. Anybody right. can wait a minute. Anybody can study plants, right? And, right. and, and benefits. And and how they work with the DNA and how they work with your genetic makeup and how they, you know, how they how they're actually here for you because you come from the same source that the plants come from the ground hello anybody home knock knock anybody home yeah that's true so so if a person has breast cancer my first thing would be is okay first and foremost you have option my first question always is what is cancer you know if cancer is a cellular malfunction uh, start right there. If cancer is a cellular malfunction in any form, it's a cells not dying off. How does that relate to poison? How does that relate to using a poison to eradicate those cells? I mean, you went to the extreme to get rid of something that's that's on the cellular level in the human body that is malfunctioning. Why don't we go back to that same extreme to the cellular level and address the cause of that first? That would be the first thing I would think to do is address the cause. What would, what, I mean, what would you think? Well, you would always want to address the cause. So, um, however, that's not what that's not what's offered when you go dealing with breast cancer. You're you're given a um, you're given chemotherapy, which is which is 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 designed to kill off cancer cells but while also killing off healthy cells as well so they offered nothing other than chemotherapy out the gate like you know how they say when they first say okay you got a stage one breast cancer right what do they offer at stage one breast cancer um they, they, they might not jump right into the chemotherapy right away but they're they, they put you on a, like a waiting let's wait let's wait and see if it gets better if it doesn't get better then we'll go to the chemotherapy later Problem number one, you don't ever wait for a disease to grow in the human body. You address the cause in the beginning and, and you eradicate everything else. I mean, that that's common sense to me. I, I know sense isn't common in, in today's society, but, but I guess that applies across the board too, because women who find themselves with breast cancer, their fear level is so high at that point because they don't know what breast cancer is. And their first thought, everybody has the, 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 the misnomer that, you know, cancer is a killer. They have been brainwashed to saying that cancer is the killer. Cancer's not the killer. Cancer is just some cells don't want to die. And it, it, I kind of make it sound like it's really, nothing right but the word has a connotation that speaks death 
in the in the in the ear of the person who is suffering from it. Their first thought is, I'm dying. I'm going to die. No, cancer ain't never killed nobody. It's the treatment of cancer that kills everybody. And 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 and, and it and it it by itself. I mean, I've seen a lot of I've talked to a lot of people who were alive before they did that treatment. And now they're gone. But I've talked to other people who were alive and didn't do the treatment, but they're still here. See, one and one make two all day. If you don't, if you can't put that together, then, you know, then again, ignorance kills more people than knowledge. Would you, would you agree with that? That's true. Okay, so, so, so go ahead. I think the first thing people need to understand is what they're, what, what, what is, see, okay. Breast cancer is very popular today with people wearing the, uh, going on the, you know, the, the walks to raise money and wearing the pink ribbons to bring awareness to that. However, those things are all. You faded out, Todd. I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Todd. He gone. He gone. Can you hear me? Okay, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I can hear you. Now go ahead. So, so, um, when people wear the pink ribbons to bring attention to cancer or they go to on the walks to raise money, those are well intentions. Those are good intentions, but they don't solve the problem. And the problem is they're addressing, they're raising money for research to address the symptom and not address the cause. So, so that's why it's never going to get solved. Okay, stop right there. I think that's important. Stop right there. You said they are raising money to address the symptoms instead of the cause. Correct. People don't think about that, Todd. If, if you got breast cancer in any form or any kind of cancer in any form, your first thought has to be the cause. What caused this? Because if, well let, me, well, let me ask you this. If you know what caused it, can you fix it? Yes or no? Yes. So you're saying if you don't know what caused it, you can't ever fix it? Correct. Correct. Wow. So, so maybe maybe you're living too close to some um, electrical wires. So, if you don't move away from electrical wires, you're not going to you're going to keep getting cancer. You know, so you have to look at what's causing it. If it's your if it's something you're doing in your diet, if you're smoking cigarettes or whatever you're doing, if you're not solving the cause, you're not going to get rid of this situation. So, people really need to start addressing the cause of their problems as opposed to the symptoms. Okay, so maybe that's how we need to approach helping people. You know, maybe maybe we need to restructure our, I don't know, our name, our approach, our, our verbiage. You know, we are cause solvers. Hey, <laughs> Todd, we're right. cause, huh? Yeah, cause investigators, I guess. Yeah. Cause investigators. I like that even called when cause investigators. Oh, dude, I like that. That's a good idea. You know, I didn't think about that one. We need to we need to come at this from a whole nother perspective because people who are suffering from breast cancer or any form of cancer, they don't think like this. They don't I know for a fact they don't because when I talk to people who call me and they have cancer, the first thing I need to say is, man, when the doctor told me I had it, I was afraid. I was scared. 
it never dawned on that person to say, okay, you wait a minute, what caused this? Because if I know what caused it, maybe I can get rid of it. Maybe I can fix it. Right. I, I mean, wow. So fear, huh? And see, it's part of is what part of the problem also is is what they tell women to do. So they tell women to come in and get their annual or biannually uh, mammogram, and they 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 package that as a preventative measure. Like this is prevention, and it gives people a false sense of security by doing that. You're going to prevent yourself from catching cancer. Okay, so as an okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. So as an investigator, you got to tell people. Don't fall for that. Come in and get that coloscopy. You know that that, that what 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 what? Oh, that, for, the, for the colonoscopy or the mammograms. Don't fall for that because the odds are when they're telling you to come in, it's either too late or meaning you've already caught got the got the issue. Which watch this. Which now they're only interested in fixing the symptoms, never the cause, because in any anybody that I've ever talked to who has cancer has never said, you know, my doctor was working on the cause. My doctor looked at what caused it and started addressing the issue from that perspective. No one has ever said that to me. But but you know what? It's 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 common sense. So so for example. If you're, for example, let's just say something like if your toilet is backed up, you got to find out what's the cause of it being backed up. You can't fix it if you don't figure out what, what's causing it. That is so true. That's so true. Oh my God. What is that? That don't apply to health, though. Human, human it, beings. It's supposed to apply to everything. I agree, but but it doesn't. Would you agree? Okay, let me ask you this. How many people you have come to you? With that, with that thought or idea, I'm no, they don't. They don't come with that thought of idea because they've been they've been taught to wait until you catch something and come in here so we can fix it or so we can wow. manage it. Right. So when you when you when you when you you give people these false sense of security, saying that you come and get your mammogram, these are not preventative measures. But people okay, believe, you know, you know what you just said. That's our marketing approach, whether you know it or not. Right. Think about what you just said. That's a perfect marketing approach. Campaign, call it what you want, because what you just said is true. Nobody thinks, okay, how did you say that? That was perfect. You know, I don't remember I said it, but basically... They're telling you they're they're packaging these 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 um, procedures as preventative measures when they're not preventative. So, for example, you give people false sense of security. Say, you know what? If you come in every, you tell a woman every year or every other year, come in and get your mammogram, and like that's going to prevent you from catching cancer. That's not all. That's going to do is what that is is early detection. And see what you what you you don't want early detection. You want prevention. You don't want to ever catch it. But because you're not you're not doing anything to prevent yourself from catching cancer, you're going to eventually probably get it. So wow! And since you and so since no one's teaching you how to prevent it, the next best thing is let's catch it in stage one. Let's catch it in stage two. 
Let's catch it in stage three. Let's catch it in stage four. Let's just catch it before it kills you. Not let's stop it from happening so altogether. Let's not have it at all. Let's not right. have it at all. Okay, animals, okay. Do you see animals in the wild walking around with breast cancer? No. No, 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 no. Only, right. only domesticated humans and domesticated animals got cancer. <laughs> right. So the, the problem is people don't take any preventative measures. So you should be taking some type of herbal supplement to prevent yourself from catching cancer. Like if you're taking like the uh, Renee Case's SCAT, or you should be taking uh, some type of breast, herbal breast formula that's going to have ye tips or um, uh, turmeric in it and stuff like that. Just you, There's so many different things you can do to prevent yourself from having these situations. However, if you do nothing, then what do you think you're going to get? If, if you don't take any action, eventually you're going to get something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, 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 so you know, you know what? I, I think, I think that's the key to what we're offering and doing is, is not, not only prevention, but we have to, we have to help people understand that their thinking is way off because like you said, you apply that type of thinking to maintenance to the house, but you don't apply that to maintenance to the physical home that you live in, which is your body every day. You don't apply that at all. Here's Here's another thing. People need to stop adhering to blind trust. So this is not against doctors, but blind trust is not appropriate and it's not safe. It's not safe because doctors aren't perfect and they don't know everything. So when you give blind trust into somebody who doesn't know everything and is not actually doing preventative measures, but just doing management and, and early detection, you're, you're setting yourself up for a bad outcome. Wow, okay, okay, so, so if you have any form of cancer, the first thing I would tell you to do is address the cause. Don't address the symptoms. Forget, forget the symptoms for a minute because you've been diagnosed and told you have this. I think the first thing you do is find out what causes it. Once you find out what causes anything, it's easier to fix because now you can pinpoint how to fix it because now you know what caused it. If you never know what causes it and I offer you some type of management for the symptoms, then we never address the cause. That means you're never going to get rid of it. I don't care what they do to you. If you're constantly doing what caused it, you're going to constantly have it. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, here's the thing too. You can't subscribe to the belief that these things run in your family. You just can't do that because diseases don't have track shoes running up and down your family tree, tagging people and saying, you've got it now. No, the problem is that you and your parents and your grandparents were all living the same way. You guys were all eating the same diet, exposed to the same toxins, having the same ignorance of what to do. And you guys all end up with the same disease. Okay, so 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 to cap that, I got to cap that. I got to cap that. Now, basically, you're saying there is no such thing as hereditary disease because hereditary disease means means you inherited from your family line. Right. 
Now, okay, so there, there are some things that you can inherit. However, degenerative diseases are not one, something that you inherit. You, you're causing that on yourself. So, so, so then, uh, then I don't buy the I don't buy, and I and I could be wrong here, but I don't I don't believe in the lie in the lie that you 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 inherit something from your family line. Although, like you said, it could happen. I don't buy it, even though I know it could happen, because I believe that the human body is so intelligent. When given what it needs, it will repair itself. See, man. Can't can't heal the human body. Only the body can heal the body. So when you when you address the body's DNA, when you address the body's genetic makeup, genetic code, you're actually now working with the body. If you never address the genetic code of the human body, you never work with the body. You that means you're never giving it what it actually needs to heal itself, repair itself, or whatever it needs to do to have the best life for that body. Hereditary can simply be defined as, if you ask me, as people doing the same thing, ending up with the same results. Because that's what happens when you do the same thing, you have the same results. Nothing changes. Right. But when, when you do something different, things change. So I agree with you with the, you know, there is nothing running up and down anybody's family line except the same things that they were that the forefathers were doing that they're doing that's how you end up with the same results there's just no way two people can have the same thing when they're doing different things right now there are people who believe in a hereditary line i, I get that i just happen to not that's all not not in the not in the case of uh degenerative diseases so you know if you're catching, if you if you're catching cancer, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. A person whose father was bald, and they have a son. Now the son is going bald. Is that hereditary? That could be hereditary. You could be predisposed to be bald, but there are things you could do to change that. But that see, that's, that's why. I said that. Now, now, why? Here's why I disagree. Just because the father, watch this. Just because the father was lacking the minerals and nutrients that grew the follicles of the hair. So he had a son. That means now that his genetic is is basically in line with at a certain age, he's going to start losing his hair, right? Right. Okay, so now, anytime you feed the hair follicles, I don't believe you can lose the hair. See, the, fa the father never fed the hair follicles, so he lost the hair. The son is born with hair. Why isn't the son, why doesn't the son not have any hair in the beginning? Why doesn't he have any hair? See, so you can't tell me he has hair, but just because his father's lost his hair, he's going to lose his hair the same way. Right, but, but you have to also realize that some people that, some people don't feed their hair follicles with nutrients and they they don't lose their hair. So you may be you may be pre you may be predisposed to have a, a weaker or a higher probability to lose your hair if you if you um, based on genetics. So but that doesn't mean that you you're actually um, that has to be your outcome. It doesn't have to be your outcome because you can do things to prevent these things from happening. But back to back let's get back to breast cancer so i think okay. um you know one of the things people want to know is you know i know prevention is important but a lot of people out there actually have it and you know the last thing you want to do is have to have a 
you have your breast cut off, you know, have these things, these, these, um, you know, these outrageous surgeries that cost Don't lots do of money. It. Don't do it. So I think you should tell them about the SCIT, what's in it, why that's why that's something that can help, and you know, so people can understand, give them a reason, give them some hope that we're just not talking about something and not right. give them some type of solution. Before I say what's in the SCIT and why I think you should take it. There's a book called Calling of an Angel. Please read it. Written by Dr. Gary Glum. Calling of an Angel. Read the book. First thing I like to tell people to do is get get information, get knowledge. But but secondly, do not, under any circumstance, get cut. No matter what you're told. Think about it like this. Nine out of ten people who get cut die anyway. Okay, so if you got cut... That means you cut your breast off, they die anyway. Don't get cut. Secondly, find out what your options are. Don't ever go with just one option from anybody, from me or anybody. You have, you must first know that you have options because if you don't, then you are doomed because of a lack of, I call it ignorance. Because if you don't know something, you are ignorant to it. But when you know things, you're not ignorant to it. So get more information. Now, I recommend SCIT. In the book, Calling of an Angel, this doctor wrote the book, but he did the research before he wrote the book. He discovered four herbs in that book that stops cancer cells without destroying the good cells. This isn't the only this isn't the only remedy for, for cancer, by the way. There are there are many of them. This is why again I say. Uh, 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 get, you know, take your options because even the four herbs that I highly recommend for cancer that I've seen work, you know, that's just my perspective. That's just based off my research and my perspective and that, and the doctor's research and his perspective, because he's promoting basically the same thing. A way, a means, it will without surgery. Yeah, can you hear me? That noise in the background, bro, you're killing me. That was a motorcycle going by. Sorry about that. Don't get cut before you check all your options. Do your own research. Read the book, Calling of an Angel. I make the tea in that book. It's that tea. Four herbs. Sheep sorrel, Turkish rhubarb, burdock, and slippery elk. One of those herbs are like the main herb in that tea and sheep's sorrel. It's the root, which you can't buy. You got to grow it yourself or find somebody with it. I make it with that root in it for that main reason because I know the importance of it. After reading the book and doing my own research, I discovered what made that tea work. I highly recommend it, but don't take my word because you can actually make this tea yourself. And I, I recommend people make it themselves, you know. But make sure you got all the right ingredients before you do. In the meantime, in between time, if you want want it to just start it before you start making it yourself, I make it on my website, herbsoftheforce.com, S-E-A-C-T. That's just an option. But I promote people making it themselves. That way, the more people who are making it and stay alive, the better our society is, if you ask me. So I highly recommend S-E-A-C-T. I highly recommend the breast formula. You know, I recommend uh, uh, blood, blood and lymphatic formula. 
you know, because these are the things that you have to do to get your body back to where it's supposed to be in a, in a, uh, alkaline state because no disease, whether it's a bad cancer cell or some parasite can't live in an alkaline environment. And you have to take the body back to its alkalinity in order to get rid of disease. If you ask me, that applies across the board. What say you talk? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think people need to understand the main things that are causing you to catch cancer. So one is toxicity. So you're too toxic. Number two, your pH level is, is um, too, too low, meaning you're too acidic. Um, not enough oxygen in your body. And then you eat, you're exposed yourself to cancer causing substances, whether it's food, whether it's pollution. So these, this is all leads to toxicity. So these are the main things that are causing your cancer. And over time, this doesn't happen over, this is an instant, this is accumulation. So when your body is exposed to this level of uh, uh, hostile environment, the cells lose their, 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 um, their function and they start decide to just, you know, survive. You, they, every cell has a function, but when, when the cancer cell, when it turns into a cancer cell, it's, based, it's only trying to survive now. It's not doing its function. And meat, I got to say this, and meat, which is carcinogenic, is the highest form of cancer-feeding food. Hot dogs are the worst, but meat in general is carcinogenic because of the way it is processed in our society today. So that is the number one reason for cancer in people's bodies today. Meat. You are growing cancer in your body right now if you're eating the meat from the grocery stores and you're feeding your child hot dogs. You've already started the process. So I think you should know that. Get the information. You know, call us, talk to us. Find out the alternatives. But you got to call and get it. I ain't going to say it. You got to call and get it. You know, text us. You know, uh, uh, join us, go to the website, go to our YouTube channel, you know, even go to our podcast channel, you know. You know what? Tell, yes. I, I think I think people already know that that meat is not is is, is the part no. of the problem. No, they don't. They don't know that meat is no, carcinogenic. No, no, listen, I, I, I don't think they 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 don't admit it to themselves. But when they go to the when you go to the grocery store and you, you see yeah. a steak and it's wrapped in plastic and it's sitting on a piece of styrofoam. Why is that meat red like that? Like it's people like don't ask that. You know, you know why they don't ask that question? Because it looks fresh. That's why it's red no, like no, that. No, but no, but how is it fresh looking red like that when it was cut months ago? Because that thought never comes to anybody's mind when they're looking at it. They only they, they only have one ideal thought in their head when looking at meat. It must be red and look fresh. It doesn't dawn on them that you can fix the meat to make it look that way, no matter how old it is. Right. So, oh, so okay. So let me ask you a question. When you take that, when you take that meat home and put it in your refrigerator, why does it not look red like that for long? It turns brown pretty quick. So, but 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 you can leave it in the grocery store for two weeks and it keeps looking red. Because they keep putting chemicals. On it. They can clean it up every day at the grocery. Store. They keep dying. Keep putting red dye on it. <laughs> Yeah, they, 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 they can treat it in the grocery store. They can't treat it at your house, but they can treat it in the grocery store. You know, and you got to also think about it. That plastic saran wrap is not even airtight. So, nope. 
You sure is it? What makes you think that you can leave some bloody meat exposed to air and it will still look red like that? Again, you're asking people to think the way they don't think. People don't think like that. Look, look, look. 90% of your society thinks on a third grade level, pimp. Those are big numbers. Okay. So, so, so you're asking me to do some thinking that I'm, one, I don't do. I've never been trained to do. I never even given thought to. I don't even know that it exists. Really? You ask me to do something I can't do. Or, or, or you ask me to do something I choose not to do. How about that? Or be conditioned not to do, huh? That's, that's even better. I like that word better. But wait a minute. What is conditioning? Programming. You've been programmed. Oh, damn, really? Well, well, there you go. Software. Bad software. Buyers all the way through the software, right? So, yeah. so we can't ask people to understand where we're at when their program is already virused. All we got to do, again, which is why I'm glad we thought about it, we said it today, we now have to become the investigators for the people. And we're only going to reach so many people because people aren't ready to... You know, people aren't ready to stop dying. People aren't ready to stop having breast cancer. They're only, you know, you know when you get ready to stop having breast cancer, Todd? When you got it. When you catch it. When you catch it. That's it. So now, think about how our approach is now. See, we got to come from a whole other perspective because, remember, we're only talking to the person that is looking for what we're talking about. We're not talking to the person that's not looking for what we're talking about. See, we are really to disconnect too. When people when people have friends that die from breast cancer or a family member, it doesn't click in their mind to prevent it themselves. What they do is they they put a bad they put a blue the pink ribbon on, and they they parade around you know the office or you know in society, let everybody know that they 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 are a survivor or they know somebody that died from breast cancer. So they're bringing awareness, but they don't think they don't make any steps to preventing it so see awareness is good but prevention is better you know you, you it's nice to be aware that something's out there that's taking people out in society bringing more attention to it maybe raising money for it but if you're not preventing it from actually happening to you and other people it's kind of ineffective so then the real question is which one do you want awareness or prevention which well, do you I want? want is prevention. I want prevention, but I'm not sure what the public well, wants because the public is only well, that's the public is that's what in awareness. That's what we need to find out. That's our problem right there, Todd. We we've never asked. What do you want? Prevention or, or, or prevention or what what uh, uh what was the other awareness? Awareness. And then okay. awareness leads to management. Right. <laughs> Which leads to management. Okay, got it. Got it. I like that. What do you want? Prevention or awareness? Just because you're aware of something ain't going to prevent it. Or will it? It only prevents or it will if you take the right steps. If you take action. Yeah, to take the, to take the correct action. So prevention gives you the ability to take the correct action, which you're basically saying. Mm -hmm. And see what happens aware. for most people is they once they become aware of breast cancer mm -hmm. and it affects them personally, 
Mm-hmm. If they hit somebody in their family, they become aware of it, and then it becomes their badge of honor to bring awareness to this situation by wearing a pink ribbon or wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm a survivor, or, you know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, mm-hmm. no one's talking it's- about how to prevent it. Right. Meaning, let's take now that now that I've got it, I'm gonna try to stop you from getting it. That kind of thing. Wow, we're doomed. We're doomed. Oh, oh, okay, we're not doomed, but society's doomed. We're not doomed, but society's doomed because we take preventive measures now. We're not waiting to have it. We're taking steps to not have it now because we've already been aware before we ever had it. So that's the benefit. The okay. Thing I like about, the one thing I like about what we're doing, what I, I, I personally take pride in what we're doing, is everything that we offer is for healing, but it's also for prevention. So it's really, so the best way to take our products on our website is for prevention. So if you if you don't want to ever get cancer, take SAT so that you won't get a cancer. However, if you do get cancer, it's the same thing, take SAT. See, <laughs> so you can you can either you can either fix you can either prevent yourself from having it by using the products, or you can or you can fix the problem after you catch the disease to get the problem to get. But you always like fix something when you can prevent it. Right, I like that. That was really good. I like that. www.herbsotherforest.com, eight 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 six one nine four three seven two. Listen, we're herbalists who have a desire to help anyone who wishes to be helped. It's that simple. We don't have all the answers, but we sure don't mind helping somebody find them, somebody that wants them. You know, we do the research. So, you know, join us, help us, be a part of it, and let's all help somebody help somebody. Uh, My name is Forrest Gump, and today's show was about breast cancer slash mammography. Uh, next show, I don't know what it's going to be about, but if you have a topic you want to talk about, by all means, text us and let us know. And we'll talk about it. Uh, that's going to be our show today. Thanks for listening. And until next Saturday, we're going to say peace out of here. All right, Mr. Todd? Have a nice all right. All right. Peace. Bye. Uh, yes.